Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Robert Cremo III, seven counts of first-degree murder. Just another horrific reminder of the gun violence that we face. Why is there a voicemail of the president? The president has said he's never spoken to his son about his overseas business. Palestine, Joe Biden did, in fact, know. I refer you to his son's representative. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Isn't it interesting that when Peter Ducey asked Jean-Pierre about uh, that voicemail on the laptop, he was asking about the president, and Jean-Pierre comes back and says, well, I'll refer you to Hunter Biden's legal counsel. Uh, (laughs) The question was not about Hunter Biden. I mean, it involved Hunter Biden, but the question was, about the president. Yeah, and that was the president's voice, not uh, – we weren't talking about Hunter Biden's voice. Yeah. It was the president leaving exactly. a voicemail. So Roy Cooper apparently also has a pen and a phone, as uh, Obama said he had. Roy Cooper signed an executive order earlier today designed to defend access to reproductive health care services in North Carolina. The main takeaway from the order that Cooper signed at a press conference – are you ready with this? With Planned Parenthood Action Fund leaders, oh, no bias there, no political agenda there, is that health care providers – I mean, wait a minute. Why is Planned Parenthood getting into this? As we were talking before we went on the air, and I mentioned it last week, according to Planned Parenthood, the propaganda, the horse manure that they've been shoveling for years now, well, at least since 2010. I don't, I don't have any earlier information prior to 2010, but at least since 2010 – they have been shoveling the manure that 3%, just 3% of what they do is related to abortions. 97% is for other things, other services. And uh, yet, what is Planned Parenthood making a big deal about? Um, oh, it's just only 3%. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll protest us too much. Yeah, I don't think they'd be making a big deal about it if it wasn't such a large revenue stream for them. And I've actually seen – I saw their financials at one time, one of their divisions, and the numbers were dramatically different than what they said they were. You know, you know it's really going to be interesting. And again, three percent, what what a load! But it's really going to be interesting after Roe v. Wade has been undone and it's been sent back to the states. Will we still have a Congress that sends six hundred million dollars over to this uh, abortuary? Mm-hmm. Uh, my my hunch is, uh, you know, th- th- there's enough gullible Republicans and Democrats that will say, oh, yeah, they're doing all kinds of good things for women's health. What a what a load. Well, as I told you before we came on air, I, I, th- I heard almost 100 percent of his press conference and then I got tied up and didn't hear just the last minute of it, really. I never heard him breathe the word abortion. He kept talking about women's reproductive health care, reproductive health care. The Republicans are criminally trying to block women's reproductive health care. And, and my point is, okay, we, we can, let's have, all right, we can have a debate about abortion and who believes in abortion and who doesn't believe in abortion and when it should happen and how far it should go. But if you believe in it, then why not mention the word, yeah. Governor Cooper? I, I think the thing about it is, I think they deep down inside they know that the percentage of people that even the people that bl- maybe are okay with abortion in some situations, I, I think they do have a point where okay, you know, because w- w- the Democrat Party now's position is basically, um, 
at some point in postnatal care, maybe the mother should make a decision. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly just about what... Ralph Northam said those exact words in WTOP radio about a year and a half ago. So if so if Roy Cooper doesn't think it's it's more of a debatable issue that should be decided by the people, not by people in robes, then why don't he mention the word abortion? And I didn't hear him mention it. And this article that you just referenced in WITN, it's not mentioned in that article either because I do not believe it was mentioned. Uh, uh, the, the only place that's mentioned that I see in this article is uh, the fact that he met with Planned Parenthood Action Fund leaders and uh, right. they're pro-abortion. Uh, he said, quote, this order will help protect North Carolina doctors, nurses, and their patients from cruel right-wing criminal laws passed by other states. W- w- laws in other states have no effect on North Carolina, Gov. <laughs> it will help coordinate health care access, and it will help ensure that local police are enforcing our state law that prevents anyone from obstructing or barring access to a health care facility. Now, is there such a state law? I don't know of one. I mean, oh, there I might be, one. but I don't. I don't know of a, a state law that uh, that prevents anyone from obstructing or barring access. Well, yeah, I, okay. Uh, um, but he, you know, so I, I understand. Okay, you cannot bar access, and I actually agree with that. If it's legal, you can't bar access. But the inference is that if you're protesting a abortion facility that you're in this category Mm -hmm. cooper stressed that executive order 263 can help make sure that patients get the care they need in north carolina even if they come from out of state the order also means that the cabinet agencies cannot require a pregnant state employee to travel to a state where they're not protections for health of the pregnant person Mm. again pregnant person Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that was they they made sure that was worded correctly. Yeah. And reproductive health care that they deserve. What, what a load. I mean, what a just load. say it, abortion. Yep. Cooper, if you believe in abortion, say abortion. Verbal gymnastics. Well, they know that's the third rail. Yeah. I mean, while there are a lot of people and I still maintain there are a lot of people that say uh they shouldn't have overturned Roe v. Wade. They think, they interpret that as the Supreme Court has now said no abortions are allowed anywhere in this country. It is done. It is illegal. You cannot never have abortion again, which once the people find out that Roe was not that, it was merely taking the abortion decision and sending it back to all 50 states and let the people decide. When people understand that, they say, oh, OK, well, that's not that bad. Well, I don't think the majority of people will not discover that because the minority, excuse me, majority of people are really, uh, well, I hate to say it, are, are are stupid or willfully ignorant or just plain lazy, and they won't find it out, and they're not getting the truth from the mainstream media. Uh, good news: the Biden administration last year told us that uh, everything was good for your July Fourth cookout because. You would save 16 cents from the previous year that your 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 goodies, all the things you ate, your ice cream, your peaches, your hot dogs, your hamburgers, your buns, your chips, your drinks, your beer, whatever you'd have. They figured it all out and said, OK, on average, you're going to save 16 cents this year. And remember, they made a big deal about it. 
This year, the American Farm Bureau, then this is the same group that the White House cited a year ago about your 16 cents savings. Do you want to know what your savings was this year? Minus $10. Mm. It cost you 10 I haven't heard the White House say a thing about this. <laughs> now that the numbers are out, it cost you $10 more this year than it did last year for your barbecue. Somehow Joe didn't brag about that. Does that include uh, that in in Biden's in Biden's world now? It's so unsafe that you got to have personal security at your barbecue cookout. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's that's uh, too yeah, true no, to be funny. No, no mention of that. No mention of that. Ten dollars. Good gracious. You know, there's a couple of really interesting stories on the uh, Carolina Journal website. They all do. A, the Carolina Journal does a great job. But uh, one of the stories which they reported at on over the weekend was the shift in voter registration. According to data from the North Carolina State Board of Elections, it shows that 41,795 North Carolina voters have changed their party affiliation since the beginning of 2022. So that's not even, you know, basically six months. More than half of those 23,374 are now unaffiliated voters instead of a Democrat, Republican, or Libertarian. So more than 50% said, I'm not going to associate with any party. Republicans are the only North Carolina party to gain more voters than they've lost so far this year. Nearly 5,000 Democrats became Republicans. Of political parties, Democrats have lost the most voters since January of 2022, nearly 20,000 registered Democrats leaving the party, and only 6,253 joining. The data shows that those who left, a quarter of those, became Republicans, 5,000. 14,447 became unaffiliated. 207 switched to Libertarian. About 9,800 voters have left the Republican affiliation and 11,300 switched to it. Of the Republican voters who changed their affiliation, most 8,348 became unaffiliated. 1,211 became Democrats. 271 switched to Libertarians. Libertarians lost 936 voters. Uh, most, well, more than half became uh, unaffiliated. Now, there, there's always speculation that, okay, are these people switching parties back and forth so they can join in on the primary race? And some of that happens, although short-term party switching, according to Andy Jackson of the Civitas, is apparently fairly rare. Now, North Carolina has more than 7 million registered voters with about 2.5 million Democrats, 2.5 million Republicans, and 50,000 Libertarians. But the uh, biggest category is uh, unaffiliated. So they lead all parties. You know, that thinks, that reminds me of a point that we talked about <clears throat> last week with Charlie Hurt. You know, Charlie Hurt with Washington Times was on right. last week. And he talked about, and, and I agree 100% with what he said, he talked about, you know, there, there's some, some things that even your most progressive friends can agree on with you that they like um, – you know, they like decentralized government, more uh, decisions made locally at the state level and, and by people that you can actually talk to and put your eyes on. And to me, that you know, that lends credibility at the un- number of unaffiliated voters. I mean, those people are tired of the Washington mess on both yes. sides. Yes. 
Yes. And and they, I mean, so I, so I think the Republicans not you know not only I, I don't know what possibly the Democrats could run on this election, not only that, but but you've got more and more people getting frustrated with Washington with both parties, and and a candidate comes out and talks about you know personal freedom and individual liberty and and decentralized government and and local uh, decisions made locally. I, I think that's going to ring pretty good for for the Republican Party because. I mean, Republican Party's got a share of those that share of those in Washington that don't really think that way. Think they should control everything, but by and large, most of the stars, if you will, young stars of the Republican Party, is more of that Republican, you know, um, individual liberty, states' rights, sure. uh, that type of thing, versus the big swamp in Washington. So I, 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 you know, anything can happen in politics, and anything can happen quickly. But I, I just think it's lining up for a red wave. I really oh, do. Yeah, there's no doubt. Interestingly, the Carolina Journal is also reporting on the fact that North Carolina's Hispanic population, first of all, continues to grow. 5% of the state population in the 2000 census, 8% in 2010, 11% in 2020. Now, you stop and think about that. that that's more than doubled in 10 years. And that's what we think it could be a lot exactly it could be a lot more it probably is more than that yeah but what's interesting is more and more uh and again this is a lower percentage in the america at large which is across the nation the hispanic population is about 19 percent so we're actually uh, again (laughs) the 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 numbers that we have before us indicate uh, that we're lower than the average but uh, what's interesting about this, and you know, this might be what eventually gets the Democrats to uh, close the border, is that more and more of these Hispanic voters are switching to Republican. I mean, it is a a pretty significant switch. In Florida, Trump won nearly seventy percent of the Cuban voters in the Miami area, cutting Biden's margin just to seven percent in Miami-Dade County an area where Clinton won by 30% in 2016. So in five years, hmm. six years, Trump also made major gains with Venezuelans, Colombians, and Puerto Ricans throughout the state. Democrats have long held the Hispanic voters whose heritage traces socialist and communist nations, especially Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua, are simply exceptions to the general rule that Hispanics vote Democrat. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, that might be how it was, but with Venezuelans now by far the fastest growing segment of the Hispanic population shrugging off, shrugging off, I should say, the anti-socialist vote among Hispanics could be a problem for Democrats between 2010 and 2019. According to Pew Research, the Venezuelan population has increased 126 percent, now numbering 540,000, half of these settled in Florida and the fact that they voted for Trump two to one. Um, North Carolina also has a booming Venezuela population, including Republican-Hispanic Coalition Vice Chair Jonathan Uzakadegui. In uh, Texas, the Rio Grande Valley, 93% Hispanic Zapata County went Republican for the first time in a century. Wow. Favoring Trump in 2020 despite delivering an easy 33-point win for Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is amazing. And, and, and you, why? I mean, that's a huge swing from in just four years, in just four years, a big win for Trump. And uh, um, four years earlier, now this was Trump versus Biden, but four years earlier, it was a big win for Hillary Clinton. Why? 
I mean, you've got to come to the conclusion that, okay, it's it's these idiotic policies that make no sense. I mean, do, do the Democrats think that the Hispanic voter doesn't really care about illegals coming across the border? Of course they do. Well, I mean, well, and you talk about a racist stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about it is uh, the, these people are coming from Venezuela, Cuba, and these, at a minimum, uh, oligarch country some of them are you know communist dictator type run countries. yeah they i mean they they have lived it they see what happened down there and they can see it happening here and that's why they come you know they're coming here hand and, over fist especially the venezuelans my gosh and they're not going to come here and vote for you know a party that as bernie sanders says is now mainstream left once left-wing ideas are now mainstream in the democrat party they're not going to vote for that i mean 30 years ago venezuela was one of the most prosperous nations in the world. Yep. And today, well, you look. Sad. I mean, that's close. You know, close by something we can see. But but you you look at any country like that, and and a, an adjacent country that doesn't have freedom and and a capitalistic society that that is you know more run by the people versus oligarchs. Just look at North Korea and South Korea. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you've probably yeah. seen this before, but just look at a map at night or from yeah. outer space at nighttime. Yeah. Bordering countries, one is completely dark as one's lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, what's the difference between red states and blue states and how their economic recovery has gone since the pandemic? We'll talk about that when we get back. Five six one eight two five five. We'll get to your phone calls as well. Stay with us. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back, Ken. It is uh, National Fried Chicken Day. Oh, I miss, I miss my mom's Crisco pan fried in a big old cast iron pan fried chicken. Fried chicken and lard is nothing can beat it. I mean, it's you know it's actually good good business for the heart center too. But uh, uh, my wife is doing a great job trying to keep me healthy. But uh, boy, fried chicken! I think about that, my mouth waters. Uh, take a look at your forecast. Scattered thunderstorms tonight. Storms may contain strong gusty winds, low around seventy six. Chance of rain sixty percent tonight. Tomorrow it uh, really comes in uh, big time. Scattered thunderstorms in the morning. Mainly cloudy in the afternoon. Thunderstorms pretty much likely throughout the day. A high of 94. Chance of rain tomorrow, 90%. Tomorrow night, 80%. Uh, Friday, scattered thunderstorms. A high of 91. Chance of rain on Friday, 50%. And uh, I know you – well, the good news is the weekend looks a little bit better. Yeah. Perfect world, we get about three inches of rain between now and Friday. Uh, We need uh, need uh, rain. Bad. Bad. Uh, Next week looks really good. I tell you, the ponds are just dry as a bone. I mean, they're they're down to uh, starting to look like a dust bowl. 561-8255. Craig is on the line. Been patiently waiting. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Good to hear from you. What's up? So... You know, the whole abortion thing here, and these women are saying their rights are being restricted, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear it. Because when I was in the military, in the Navy, I wanted to get a vasectomy as I was getting divorced. And guess what? I had to get a permission slip from my 
estranged ex-wife for her to sign saying she agreed I can get a vasectomy. <laughs> your ex-wife? Now, she was your ex-wife at the time? No, not yet. No. Okay. I was, work, I was, I was working on it. But, you know, that's a great um, point. Uh, by the way, the weather's still up on the screen there, uh, Clark. Um, that's a great point because uh, I, I, too, have uh, visited Dr. V. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're – now, I mean, I was happily married, still am, same same gal. And uh, But, yeah, she had to sign off on it. So what happened to my body, my choice? And I think, <laughs> well, what, I, I think it was state law. I don't think it was a, a, an option to uh, bypass that. I think you, you had to have your wife sign off on it at the time. I don't know if it's still that way or not. And then my body, my choice. Where where was that during the, the COVID thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that exactly. was so that, I, that's the easy one. Well, so I was I was screwed over two, twice. <laughs> I'm not going to use that uh, pun, but uh. <laughs> great point, Greg. Thanks for the call. Thanks, five six one eight two five five. Oh, Troy is on Troy. the line. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. Hey, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I hope you guys. I'm good. Well, I hope you are. I'm doing I was wondering fun. if you guys had. Oh, great! I was wondering if you guys had come across the story of how it, um, the Green Party had been denied access to the ballot for the North Carolina Senate seat. I remember that story. I don't have it in front of me, but I do remember that story. Yeah. So okay, uh, apparently um, hmm. they had gotten. 15,900 signatures verified by the counties. They needed 13,800. And pretty much the uh, Board of Elections ran out the clock for 30 days, told them they didn't have enough time to look into any discrepancies and send them packing. And I thought it was just interesting to see how the system works. It's kind of rigged against any third party trying to come in. Well, you know, is I'm, that, is I don't it support interesting. the Green Party. I don't support... Uh, you know, I'm center right, more conservative, but right. Uh, I see how this works both ways. Well, it's interesting you you say that because when we were covering the story before the break about you know the people the realignment of voters and how the Democrats have shrunk, the Republicans have grown, but the biggest the biggest grouping of people of voters is unaffiliated. So, at what point does unaffiliated become a group and uh i mean it, it is interesting so, but i mean you've got the republicans and the democrats and then the libertarians and the republicans and the democrats are basically a shoo-in whoever wears the you know wins their primary they're going to be on the ballot but uh if you've got the largest segment of the population is unaffiliated why shouldn't an unaffiliated individual um and, and uh, granted i realize they don't have a primary Maybe they should. Maybe the unaffiliated ought to organize and have a primary. But well, I agree with you, Troy. I think I think it is sort of rigged. Yeah, Troy, reading a statement out of the North Carolina Elections Board from um, <clears throat> the elections. Um, I don't know where her title is, but we've all heard of her, Karen Brinson Bell. I guess she's the executive director. Right. But she says, when you look at these cumulatively, we feel like there is a cloud over how many signatures are valid. So, so since when does Miss Bell care about signatures? She didn't care about it in the general election. No, <laughs> to validate ballots. Why right. are we caring about it now? That is a excellent well, point. My partner just brought up. Wow! I bring you know blind and a blind actually, hog to find some corn every now and then. <laughs> I believe one of the dissenting judges actually 
made that point when they voted on it. It was three to two yep. where they voted against it. Yeah, yep. three Democrats and two Republicans. And I mean, do you think anyone from the Green Party, I mean anyone, is going to vote for a Republican? <laughs> no. The answer right. is no. Right. I mean, it's kind of an anti-capital well, capital type party. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Environmentalist. And- I, I actually heard one of the Republicans actually voted against it. So they, they crossed over just to, uh, I don't know, torpedo. <laughs> I don't know what the, the reasoning behind that was, but... Well, the good news is kind of you, you, you see you see the shift, you see the polling. You you as Benny said earlier, there's a huge red wave coming. I think he's right on that. I mean, the, the Republicans have a way of screwing things up, and they very well could. But right now, it looks like there's going to be this massive uh, wave towards more conservative values, and I think it's it's not just a reaction. I actually think it's you're beginning to see a shift. And, and again, I. I've said this all along. I've never changed what my comments have been on the last general election. There ain't no way Joe Biden won. So when you look at that and you say, well, OK, but Trump didn't win real. I'm sorry. I, I, I think that is a fluke and I think it's an illegal fluke that uh, I don't think Joe, Joe Biden is uh, was uh, fairly and duly elected. I, I don't. And a lot of people get upset with me, but I, I'm sorry. You, you look at all the. Uh, all the things that happened, I mean, in, in the history of our country, there's never been a time where an incumbent president got more votes than he did four years earlier, where <laughs> they increased the number of seats in the House, and he it's never happened. It's never happened in the history of the United States, and yet they say, oh, right. he, he won legitimately. Yeah, and, to but, your, and to your point, Tom, about that election, you, you think about it, state after state after state, including North Carolina, it's safe to go to big box retail stores, it's unsafe to go up. to church, and it's unsafe to go vote in person. Bingo. I mean, tell, yeah. tell me yeah. tell me what that's all about. Right. Yeah. Well, one of my points for calling here was to uh, even going past the 2020 election, if you go back to 2016 and earlier you know 2020 democratic primary if you see all the things they did as far as you know stealing it from bernie sanders in 2016 mm-hmm. and then uh you know mark elias's group was involved in this attack on the green party to trying to keep them off the ballot and just all that mark elias and the dnc has done in north carolina over no, they're they're it, it is it is criminal. I mean, I don't think they'll ever be charged, but Mark Elias might be. But uh, yeah, it's they ought to be. Let's put it that way. Troy, great call. Yeah, Thanks good for the call. Thank call. you, Troy. You, you, right, you bet. A Washington Examiner is reporting red states are overwhelmingly outperforming blue states in their economic recoveries from the pandemic. A big start, part of the growth comes from an influx of people relocating from high-tax states with larger Democratic representatives, uh, representation into places like Florida, Texas, and other Republican-leading states that typically foster lower tax environments. Labor Department data shows that since February of 2020, just before the pandemic took hold, red states combined have erased their losses and have added 341,000 jobs, with the share of the jobs in Republican-leaning states increasing by a half a percentage point, according to the Wall Street Journal. On the other hand, so red states, on average, increased 341,000 jobs. On the other hand, there are 3.1 million fewer jobs in blue states than there were prior to the start of the pandemic. 
May data from the Bureau of of Labor Statistics show that eight of the 10 states with the lowest unemployment rates have Republican-led legislatures, while seven of the 10 states with the highest unemployment rates have legislatures with Democrat majorities. And you wonder why there's going to be a red wave. A moody analyst of Equifax Consumer Credit Reports found that some 46 million people changed zip codes this year, ending in February of 2022, and that the most in any single year for the past decade and shows just how many people have used the pandemic and related workforce changes to relocate. The states with the biggest influx of people, okay, these are the states where the most people moved into these states, Florida, Texas, and North Carolina, all of which voted for Donald Trump in the last election and uh, represented by two GOP senators. Well, I, I guess North Carolina has two GOP senators. The trend, technically, we do. The trend has been confirmed by other researchers as well. The Tax Foundation, a nonpartisan group that generally favors low taxes, used data from the census and commercial data sets from uh, U-Haul and United Van Lines to complete a list of which states had the biggest population inflows and outflows. New York led with the largest percentage decrease with a drop of 1.8% from July 2020 to July 2021. Washington, D.C. experienced a whopping 2.8% loss. Who would want to live in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Other states with biggest losses include Illinois, California, Massachusetts, and West Virginia. Several companies also made some high-level relocations out of blue states. Uh, a bunch of, you know, you've got the uh, billionaire hedge fund Ken Griffith is uh, moving his company. A Caterpillar is moving to Texas from Illinois. Boeing is going from the land of Lincoln to um, uh, Arlington, Virginia. I don't know why you'd want to go to Arlington. That's about like going to Washington, D.C. Elon Musk is moving from uh, California to Texas. And uh, Chris Rulin, CEO of Cybersecurity Phosphorus, told the Wa- uh, Wall Street Journal that his company is uh, moving from uh, – Illinois to Tennessee. And, and and I tell you, you know, some people predict, say, hey, all these people from blue states moving to Texas, they're going to turn it blue. I'm not so convinced if you move, you've got a tech guy from, from the Bay Area that goes to Texas and all of a sudden, wait a minute, I don't have to give 8 or 9% of my, my income to the state? Uh, no, I kind of like it here. I think I'm going to keep voting for the guys that say we're going to keep it like that. I hope so. I do too. I hope so. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Prices, rising costs, your groceries. When everything is massive inflation, way up, going through the roof. It's outrageous. Hold on to your wallet. What's coming through your speaker? Information, the latest news and updates, or your smart device. The conversation right now. This is complete insanity. It's free. There's a lot going on right now. We have to understand what that means. Listen on the TuneIn Radio app and talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back. Uh, I did, Before we get back to the phones, I don't get to your calls, I promise, but t- two stories I've got to just touch on real quickly. One out of Reuters, according to a Reuters report, millions of barrels of oil from the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve 
We heard Joe, he's going to release all these barrels of oil, which it was bad enough because that is for an emergency. High price of oil, which Joe caused, is not a good reason to release this oil. But guess where it's going to? According to this report, it was exported to Europe and Asia. (laughs) Barrels were initially released as a part of a historic effort to lower domestic fuel prices. More than 5 million barrels of that oil were part of an historic U.S. emergency oil reserves released aimed at lowering domestic fuel prices, which has been a blip on the radar. Uh, 5 million barrels were exported to Europe and Asia last month. Why? <laughs> I mean, this guy, if, if we were at a time of war, this guy would be tried for treason. Biden, Beijing Biden. I mean, they don't call him Beijing Biden for nothing. He's inept. The other story out of PJ Media, Joe Biden's Department of Justice is challenging a new Arizona law that requires residents to prove citizenship to vote in presidential elections. <laughs> and, and, and they're upset with that? Well, it's it's another, you know, anything from an election standpoint, anything they can do to combat these numbers that you, we talked about earlier about the Hispanic vote, the black vote for Donald Trump, the Hispanic vote for Donald Trump, and that type of thing, and those type of sectors that they thought they had for so many elections, they've got to do anything to give them an advantage, and that's just another case, I think. Uh, uh, Arizona Attorney General Mark Bronovic said he will fight the law all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary, and I think he'd win. With mm-hmm. this Supreme Court, I think uh, Arizona would win. Five six one eight two five five. Josh from Bath is on the phone. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Uh, good to talk with you again. I, um, I heard what you were saying earlier about abortions and what the previous caller Troy said about the taxation um i want to draw a couple of parallels and then make a couple of inferences and i want to see what you guys think about it um the fourth of july independence day we basically had to have a revolution because we were getting taxation without representation it was one of the things the founding fathers mentioned right one of the things that's happening right now is people are voting with their feet voting with their pocketbook and going places that support traditional values, support conservatism, and support the Constitution, not the progressive leftist agenda that the Democrat Party has bought and paid for. Um, what the Democrat Party is attempting to do is to, even though they can't rely on Roe v. Wade, to push through pulling federal money from our taxes to pay for all that stuff and then filter it back into their own campaigns, Um they're, they're attempting to tax those states that are doing financially well against their will, and they're doing it quietly. Um, if you've ever noticed uh, that the states that are blue states had such big, massive abortion programs, big, massive Planned Parenthood presence, and then that they never seemed to pay all that much money for it, and a good example of that is California. Did you know that as of right there before COVID, they had a lot of municipalities that were defaulting and going bankrupt and were having to be taken over by the state? Mm -hmm. The state had no problem with that because the people that were local were pushing the stuff that they were wanting them to vote on, meaning they were leftists, they were progressive, they were, you know, Democrat voters. They didn't have a problem with that. But then when they found out that they weren't able to afford everything, and they were losing, you know, voting seats. 
they they were a little bit upset about it. What the Democrat Party is trying to do is to rectify that situation and put the tax burden back on these red states because, hey, they've got the money. Well, well to, to your point, there's a, a story out in Yahoo Finance today. One of the things that Joe Biden was uh, pushing on his trip to Ohio, which, by the way, the candidates in Ohio are avoiding Joe like the plague. The uh, individual that's running for the U.S. Senate as uh, <laughs> didn't show up with Joe. The individual running for governor wouldn't show up with Joe. But Joe went up to uh, the state of Ohio and started bragging about the giveaway programs, the, the American Rescue Plan, the child tax credit. But uh, lesser known portion of this uh, American Rescue Plan bill sent $86 billion to help financially troubled retirement plans. And uh, and where are these plans that are in trouble? They're in, re- in blue I, states. I.e. Uh, union yeah. pension funds. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. But in the state of North Carolina, you know, um, our – a treasurer, North Carolina treasurer. The teachers union is included in that group as well. Probably so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Although, uh, yeah, they 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 need the red states to bail them out. There's no doubt about I, it. I mean, I think the point that should be made here is it's not red states versus blue states. It's their policies. Because as soon as you remove those people from power and put it back in the hands of normal everyday people, it starts going right again. Thanks for the call. We'll be right back, Josh. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. California Matters is reporting that uh, Governor Newsom of California is on a family vacation visiting extended family in a naughty state. He's up in the state of Montana, one of the 20 states banned from state-funded oh, and state-sponsored travel by the California Assembly Bill 1887. Now, his office says, well, the governor pays for his own trip. This is not state money. But you know he's got security with him. Yeah. Who's paying for the security? I just hate it because it's you – know, Montana is continuing to be Californicated. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. he's uh, continuing that Californication of Montana and Idaho. Which sort of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, moving to a state and uh, saying I'm going to vote the right way. I don't know. Well, you know, and and I think, you know, we talked about last election, the silent majority and all that. But that is very true. I mean, I know some people that uh, – I mean, that I, some friends and stuff that moved from different places. And, and under, I mean, they're really quiet about what they really believe because they're afraid. I mean, you're getting counsel now. They're afraid of losing their jobs, afraid of people not invite them to a party and that kind of stuff. But there's a lot more people that have conservative family values than what the Democrat Party wants to make everybody believe. You know, and that's why conservatives need to be leaders. I have found that, you know, when you speak up, you speak the truth, not, not obnoxiously, but don't back down when you believe in something. Other people will say, yeah, you know what, I, I, that, that's what I believe too. And uh, and by the way, if not being invited to a party given by a bunch of libs, <laughs> do you really want to go there? Oh, I really like to go there, especially if they want to start talking politics. I don't mind. I don't mind mixing it up. I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of like a, you know, bulldog, like wrestling with a pig. You know, after a while, you realize he enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of wrestling with pigs, um, Kamala Harris was down in New Orleans 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a you know a big deal. She was with uh, actress Kiki Palmer, who I you know, I, I, I know nothing about pop culture. I've no yeah, I, no idea who this person is. I couldn't point her out. But it, there was an Essence Festival of Culture. That was the name of this gathering, Essence Festival of Culture, which I don't know exactly what they do there. <laughs> but the interesting part about this is they had this huge banner that went all the way across the stage welcoming the vice president Kamala Harris to Louisiana to New Orleans Louisiana and uh, yes at the Essence Festival of Culture they misspelled the name of the state Louisiana <laughs> you, you got to be kidding me I, I hope that uh, presentation by uh, Vice President Harris is online somewhere because I got to listen. To that. I just can't imagine the the the, uh, the the word salad that she dropped in that uh, thing. The Essence Festival of Culture, which you know, I mean, maybe that is the essence, essence of our culture. That is the and, and that she, is the and, essence of our culture. And she repeated that the essence of our culture is the essence of our <laughs> now, culture. What was it? She and re- that's essential. And uh, that's uh, essential. Uh, security. She was up there yeah. in uh, Highland Park talking about. Uh, this is a secure matter, and it's very good that we're secure, and you need to be secure, and yeah, can't make it up. By the way, uh, Doug Schoen, who is a, a Democrat uh, pollster and advisor, uh, he has come out and doubled down that the only hope for the Democrats in 2024 is if Hillary runs again. I'm let not me, kidding. Let me guess. He's going to make a dime off some advertising or something. I, he, I guess, but... Uh, it, it, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, bring her back. Hillary is your answer. I mean, is she a three-time loser? Uh, twice. Well, yeah, three times. I yeah, yeah. three-time loser. So it's let's make it four. Go for the quad. And thanks for being with us. Thanks for the calls. We'll do it again tomorrow. See you then at five. Bye, bye, everybody. All right, all right, all. Right.